Hello, teacher friends, and welcome to episode number 37 of the Beyond Measure podcast. (laughs) Christina Whitlock here, hanging out as always as your anytime piano teacher friend. So, welcome! Well, friends, we are really going for it here today. (laughs) We are going to talk about... Can I even bring myself to go here? Yes, we can do hard things, right? We are talking about money. Actually, I don't really even mind talking about money, but like putting my thoughts about money out into cyberspace for anyone to critique and complain about, well, that's a slightly different story. But I'm doing this for you, my friends. (laughs) Seriously, one hazard of our job is the fact that we all need to normalize talking about money just as freely as we talk about making music. But it's hard, I know. (laughs) Have you ever stopped to think about why talking about money feels challenging? Well, first of all, It's an incredibly personal topic, and we all carry a ton of feelings about money. So what's extra tricky as an independent teacher is the fact that not only do we have all of those usual emotional complications surrounding the idea of money, but we are also tasked with having to put specific dollar amounts on the value of our time and our worth. I mean, think about it. If you have an employer, you might be able to grumble about the fact that you are underpaid, or maybe you can even boast about the fact that you are overpaid, (laughs) but it can ultimately all be blamed one way or the other on someone else. Sure, you have that difficult task of deciding whether or not you want to work for X amount of dollars, but that's a very different beast than opening yourself up for public critique and commentary on whether or not you are worth what you are charging. (laughs) And let's face it, human beings often like to complain about things being too expensive, especially things like music lessons. (laughs) I feel pretty safe in saying that most independent music teachers would consider their love for teaching as being much stronger than their love for running their own businesses. Now, it's not that the two can't happily coexist, but it just seems like most of us have learned the business aspects of our profession simply because we had to. We might even be good at it, but the business maintenance was not necessarily what drew most of us here in the first place, right? (laughs) Some of us are carrying very outdated mental baggage about what teachers should charge or how we should be treated. (laughs) And when this is the case, it can be especially difficult for teachers to assert themselves into a position where they are calling the shots over how they are treated and, yes, how much they're being paid. 
we have all spent untold amounts of time considering our own tuition rates. Am I right? (laughs) We calculate scenarios of how many students we need and what it looks like if we charge X or Y or maybe even Z. (laughs) But have you ever stopped and given credence to the fact that you are actually placing a monetary value on your own time and on the knowledge that you are carrying in your brain? (laughs) I think that's why some teachers feel hesitant charging more and why there are those among us who teach for like the bare minimum they need to get along in life. I mentioned back in episode 31 that we are collectively, like as music teachers, pretty much the least confident group of people I have ever known. (laughs) We don't always look like it from the outside, but lurking inside, many of us are loads of self-doubt and fears of rejection and all kinds of those things. (laughs) I really hope you're an exception to that idea but I just know there's a lot of us out there with similar struggles. (laughs) So really, how is this for funny? (laughs) Let's take an entire profession of people with deeply rooted issues surrounding their self-confidence, and let's put them in charge of determining the monetary value of their time, their energy, and their brain power. (laughs) And, oh yeah, let's put them in charge of communicating all of these things for themselves as well. And, while we're at it, let's complicate matters by making their profession one where the actual time required to do the job is drastically different than what it appears to be from the outside. (laughs) So that anyone who inquires about their rates is pretty much guaranteed some baseline amount of sticker shock, (laughs) right? It's the recipe for just a whole bunch of madness, right? (laughs) Are you feeling any better about why you might not love talking about money with other people? It's just like when someone asks you for a quote for, I don't know, like some freelance work. You know that great question of, how much would you charge to play my wedding? (laughs) Or whatever the case might be. As a collective of people who may already feel pretty maxed out by the task of having to assert themselves as quality educators or performers or whatever the case may be, to also have to put monetary value on our time and experience can really do some of us in. (laughs) Well, friends, I tell you all that to help you understand why you might feel a little squeamish when people want to know more about your financial expectations. Again, I do hope that you're an exception to all of these things, but I know a lot of you that aren't. I find myself somewhere in between. I'm pretty confident in the benefits that I bring to the table when I agree to work with a student or take on freelance work or whatever it is. And that definitely makes it easier for me to charge what I think I'm worth. But I am also a diehard people pleaser. And it is very hard to talk about money with people When you know fully well, you are going to quote them prices that are inevitably higher 
than they really want to hear. Which brings me to really the big thing that I want to tell you about money today, my friends. (laughs) We have to accept that it is essentially human nature to complain about how much things cost. (laughs) We all do it, (laughs) whether it's fancy coffee or home repairs, a new-to-you vehicle, the cost of groceries, whatever it is, we are all guilty of like that heavy sigh that comes out of our mouths when we discover how much something we really want is going to cost us. <laughs> and a pretty big part of being a grown-up is deciding where to spend our money and when to walk away. So in other words, once you decide what your time and expertise is worth, and believe me, You have to do that generously with yourself, or you're just signing up for a one-way ticket to Bitter Town. (laughs) But, you know, once you find numbers that work for you, you have to understand that you are not going to be the teacher for everyone. (laughs) Your tuition costs will be too high for some families to afford. Regardless of what your price point is, there are families out there who cannot afford you or who will choose not to commit for whatever reason. It is not actually a reflection on what you are worth or what the services are that you offer. It doesn't mean that you are not worth what you are charging. It has everything to do with the family's financial position and their priorities when it comes to spending their money. I know that some of you have encountered like total bozos who tell you that you are charging too much, (laughs) but you can't take that personally. (laughs) It's really hard not to, I know, but that is entirely a reflection on them and not on you. (laughs) Of course, like any business, you do need to consider economic factors and market demand and all of that other stuff. But... In my experience, teachers are rarely pricing themselves above what the market can actually handle. (laughs) We have to be smart with ourselves, not so that we can charge exorbitantly, but to be able to provide for our families in the way that we desire to do. We all know that we also happen to pay out the wazoo for taxes, (laughs) and contrary to what is often happening in our circles, We do need to plan for retirement. I know that I've always joked that piano teachers never get to retire, right? (laughs) But we do seriously need to be putting money away for those golden years. (laughs) So, yes, there will always be families who decide they aren't going to pay what you are charging. And that's okay. At the same time, those families who are paying you... (laughs) This is a tough pill to swallow, but it is true and needs to be said. They might be complaining about how much you are charging. (laughs) To be clear, it shouldn't be in any kind of derogatory manner towards you. (laughs) But yeah, they might gripe to their spouse or a friend about how much money they're shelling out for music lessons. I think because we care genuinely so deeply about our students and their families, And because we spend more time thinking about our teaching than anyone has a clue about, 
it's probably hard to accept the fact that some of our beloved studio families might be actually bulking at what we're charging. But friends, I tell you again, (laughs) it's everything to do with how families think about money and nothing to do with you and the offerings that you're putting out there. I hear music teachers complain all the time about how much money families spend on sports and on dance and on vacations, maybe the cars they drive or their coffee habits, you know, things like, I can't believe so-and-so has the nerve to complain about music tuition when they have three kids in competitive cheerleading. Do you know how much it costs to have three kids in competitive cheerleading? (laughs) Well, first of all, remember my zero energy list that I've mentioned in the past? (laughs) The fact that I absolutely refuse to give mental energy to how families choose to spend their money, amongst other things? (laughs) Well, this is partially why. Second of all, Do not think for a single moment (laughs) that those families don't complain from time to time about how much they're spending on those activities. In the vast majority of cases, they are. (laughs) They also keep paying for them because they recognize the enhancements they bring to their lives. Again, yes, if they're complaining directly to you, then Yeah, you might be dealing with someone who's just incredibly rude. (laughs) But if someone tells you a joke their spouse made about how much they're spending on music lessons, or if you read a post on social media that rubs you the wrong way, or whatever it might be, try so hard, friends, not to take offense to it. Frankly, if your families are paying you, they are recognizing the value that you bring to the table whether they do a good job of communicating it or not. End of story. If they're paying, they're happy, they recognize that you are bringing something of value to their lives. (sighs) I'm bringing this up to you right now because if you happen to be listening to this episode as it releases in real time, I know that many of you are gearing up for tuition increases this coming school year. Um, In current times, inflation is up, and thankfully, so is demand for music lessons in many areas. Because of this, we need to consider the needs of our own households very, very carefully. We cannot control what our studio families choose to do with their own finances, but we are very much in control of how we manage our own. Yet, I know because I know, it is pretty much impossible not to find yourself considering individual families when you are gearing up for a change. Of course, I am not saying that we should be heartless and ruthless and insensitive to the needs of those families who have supported us thus far. I mean, of course not. (laughs) But if we are not careful to provide for our own needs, we are not going to be able to offer our best selves to our clients. Financial stress leads to an unknown number of dark places. And, you know, since we're friends and all, I do not want to see you landing yourself in some kind of pit. (laughs) So, yeah, charge what you need to charge, 
to live the life you want to live. Deal? (laughs) Deal. (sighs) And now, a toast to you. (laughs) Music teacher, friends of the world, money can be a tough subject. (laughs) If nothing else, I hope you feel validated today in the fact that it is hard to put monetary value on our own worth. I know that there are a lot of business coaches and other voices out there who will tell you that this can be easy, but truly, I think it's always going to be a little difficult. (laughs) And it's okay that it's difficult because, like I said at the top of the episode, we can do hard things. (laughs) We're music teachers, for goodness sakes. (laughs) We know all about challenging tasks. (laughs) Don't let the discomfort of talking about money rob you of the life you should be living. (laughs) I don't think any of us are here expecting to live a life of great extravagance on the backs of our studio families. (laughs) But we should be able to provide heartfelt services to our studio families while still providing for our own families in whatever way we deem necessary. Cheers to you, my inspiring friends. (laughs) Hear, hear. Okay, well, that's pretty much it for episode 37. (laughs) Keep hanging out with me on Facebook and Instagram at Beyond Measure Podcast. And as always, feel free to drop me an email anytime at beyondmeasurepodcast at (laughs) gmail.com. Thank you so much for hanging out with me. I know lots of you are new around here, so don't be shy to jump backwards and listen to some older episodes. It's a great time of year to soak up some extra inspirational listening. Am I right? (laughs) Until we meet again, keep working hard, resting well, and being nice. (laughs) Have a great day, friends.